to you then this morning? Because <laughs> so, if I had a single request, oh yeah, Carl, we'll get up nice and early. Nice and early. We'll record a podcast and you can go on your flight. So uh, um, it's what, one o'clock in the afternoon Half right now. 12 in the afternoon, I wake up and immediately message you back going, shit, I've just woken up. And I was like, oh, that's, that's great, mate, because I've had like three hours just sitting around twiddling my thumbs going, oh, I hope he gets up soon. I hope he knows yeah. I'm flying today. So, yeah, if anyone tuned into last week's podcast, we're recording this the day after we recorded last week's, but I am going to Japan soon. <laughs> and what we're going to do right now, we're going to live check where my train is. So we're going to go Google train times. Let's have a look. And then Lucas, right, so it's from, from Sheffield, yeah, that'll do, to... Manchester Airport. I don't mind letting people know where I am right now because it's a week late. So if you can find me at Manchester <laughs> Airport a week after I've been there, good on you. Right, I mean, so go. go to Manchester to find Carl in Japan. It's okay. Okay, so the trains that I've got are, there is one at ten past two that mm-hmm. gets in at half past three. And there is another at ten past three that gets in at half past four. And I fly at half past five. Oh, God. Or the flight starts boarding at half past five. Oh, so, right, Lucas, okay. which train should I get? <laughs> Bear in mind, I'm doing carry-on, and I know the airport quite well, and I know which terminal I'm going to, and I have all my stuff ready for me. So I, I mean, can conceivably get to the airport in half an hour. If you've already done online check-in... Yeah, so I'm all checked in. I need to literally just walk through security. Then and I've done I, it. Yeah, I would personally recommend going, I would say, for the half or one. Give yourself an hour. Because normally, okay. normally... Lucas, Lucas, Lucas... You decide if I'm going to I know, I decide whether you're going to Japan or not. So here we go. Right, so, hey Siri. Hey Siri. Oh, hey Siri. It's not happening, Hey Carl. bitch. She's not listening. No, Fucking she's not. I hate it women don't listen to me. Proper annoying, isn't it? Like, I mean, hey Siri. I don't think most women do, Carl. Siri is not available. What? <laughs> it's supposed to be a personal assistant in your phone. It's not available. She's taking a no, personal day, Carl. She's taking a personal day. She's taking more than that. She's taking fucking liberties is what she's doing. All right. Hey, Siri. There we go. She's back now. Okay. Um, so can you set an alarm for half past set two? Set alarm for when? For half past two, please. I've set an alarm for 14.30. There we go. So 14.30 is the latest I can do it because that way I can still get to the train station and pack up here. Does so. your Siri have an Irish accent? Yeah, I downloaded the Irish woman <laughs> one. Because I listen to it, it's like some bloke. We can go through them now, they're all proper awful. Oh, so like, this is my work... People wondering, I don't have an iPhone, this is my work phone that I got via works. It has like unlimited internet and I basically use it as a router when I'm not in the office. And just to clarify, so if he got an iPhone and it wasn't his business phone, I would have slated him, don't worry. Yeah, because I, I don't really fancy iPhones that much, but I figured it's getting it through the... It's a lot of stuff to do with privacy, and I can load on my email. It's basically, I wanted something simple that um, an idiot knows how to use. And when I said that in the shot, the person said an iPhone. So where the hell's the Siri option? Here we go. So you can choose your Siri voice. Have you seen the and... the new cameras on the um, iPhone 11? Oh, yeah. And it's Go giving on. people, like, tritophobia. It's like, it looks like fucking splinter cell goggles. Okay, so let's go through the various ones. Because this is the one it starts with, which is the British Mail. So we've got, oh, I've got to connect to Wi-Fi to download the voice to preview it. Oh, wow. So let's, let's connect to uh, Big Wanger's Wi-Fi, hopefully. Is this phone connected to Wi-Fi? I don't think it is. Does oh, it ever it, need to be? No, because it's got unlimited internet. Right? So, <laughs> Oh, damn it. Always let's listen to the South African one. No, the South no. African male one. It just sounds like it's giving you an hard time. It's like, oh, wow. Well, <laughs> calm down. 
In which case, I'll try and connect to the internet now so we can listen to these voices while Lucas tells me what the fuck he was doing last night to be so... Um, so, uh, Carl, tired this morning. you say what the fuck I was doing. I was trying to learn how to use Premiere Pro so that I can edit oh, okay. your videos properly. Yeah, that's right. So I spent hours going through like tutorials and Google and stuff and learning how to use this software that I've not used before. So I also was... was up till six o'clock in the morning trying to make your videos professional. Okay. Did it work? Did you uh, okay? I'm, I'm learning. I'm getting there. Oh, what? I forgot the password for my own fucking Wi-Fi. <laughs> Do you remember what it Carl's was? Carl's is huge. Is there any capitals in it? No. Okay. And I'm not lying, honest. ladies and gents. That is the actual password. All right, no, damn it. It's not letting me view password. I can't see Carl Dong is huge. What's going on? Because I have done various... Re- I've done art- research for various articles. I found out. Here's a fun fact, people at home. Password... Do you know all that? Password density is not as important as password length because most password um, break-ins are done via brute forcing. Uh, so that basically right, okay. means they just like enter every possible combination of like numbers and letters they can think of. So in that regard, it doesn't matter if your password is a random string of letters mm-hmm. or it's just your cat's name. So it's password length is basically king when it comes to that. So I thought of a simple, easy-to-remember sentence of Carl's dong is huge. And I know a and friend of mine... Yeah, um, my Netflix password, or at least it was for a bit so my dad would remember it was, Dad, this is my Netflix password. <laughs> which is a full sentence which no one's ever going to guess, because there's no way to guess it outright, but I'm going to remember it every time. Yeah, and yeah. I know a few people who are like, a uh, guy who's in the army, he uses his army number, it's like a 14-digit long number, and then he uses his postcode on the end of it. Ah, uh, right, okay, yeah. So a good way of doing it is, like, say, uh, my old postcode was like WF8-2DW. And I lived at, well, I might as well give the address that now because no one lives there. It's 14 Plain Green. Mm. So password I had for a while was um, Carl Smallwood, 14 Plain Green, wfa 2 Basically my name and address. Because if you're going to get into my email address, you know where I live. <laughs> anyway, it's that thing. And that is better than just nonsensical string of random numbers. Yeah, yeah. And Because uh, obviously it's, it's fine if somebody that you know is trying to guess your password. They won't figure that out, but... A robot's not going to know what your password might be. It's Plus just going to well, fucking guess everything. The nature of passwords is no one expects you to have a password of like 400 characters. Mm-hmm. Just because the simple fact and it looks so incomprehensible. Like most people pass like between like 10 and 12, I guess. No one uh, realizes. Oh, 8 you to 12 is the like, yeah. recommended on websites and stuff, yeah. For what you can remember, but there's nothing stopping you putting like a hundred character password in, as long as it's a sentence you remember. Like the quick brown dog jumps over the lazy fox, it'd be an amazing password because no one's ever going to expect you to have that, unless obviously you know someone who listens to this podcast. In which case, guess that. <laughs> oh, you actually know? Use my pa- use my old password. Either way. But I've got my internet connected while we were riffing, and do you want to listen to uh, the male British one? I would like to. Yeah. Siri, your virtual assistant. Don't you sound like an absolute douche? Yeah, I do Don't not like that. You- Are you ready? Let's go back again. I'm Siri, your virtual assistant. Sounds like a proper dick, doesn't it? Let's try Australian. I'm Siri, your virtual assistant. See, I quite like that. That's quite friendly. Yeah, that's a bit more friendly, I'm yeah. I'm Siri, your virtual assistant. The American one, don't like that. No. The American one sounds like he's in an advert. Then we've got the <laughs> Irish male. I'm Siri, your virtual assistant. That, that sounds like, like an American putting on an Irish accent, <laughs> It <though>. probably is, to be fair. Really South Africa. Like my favourite. I'm Siri, your virtual assistant. Yeah. And then obviously you get one. All the female ones are just better. I'm Siri, your virtual assistant. That's British. Then we've got Australian woman, which is amazing. I'm Siri, your virtual assistant. Oh, she sounds so happy. She sounds like a like a, a tour rep. I'm Siri, your virtual assistant. The American one. 
And then I just have the Irish one. I'm Siri, your virtual assistant. Do you know why? Because uh, Irish accents are the best. Yeah, and Friday from uh, Tony Stark. Oh, uh, right, okay. As you can see, he has like the Irish woman. As thing. Like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. So if I'm going to end up using Siri, I want it to sound like... And plus as well, it's just the most um, appe- like, appealing accent to my ear. Yeah, yeah, of course. I'm... I wish they had a Yorkshire accent option. So I'd pick <laughs> that in a heartbeat. <laughs> All right, Carl, um... what do you want? I find it really funny because it just reminds me of like the Wii Fit. And like no fucker picked the male Wii Fit trainer. Why would you? It's just the fe- they've done studies on this, and female voices are by and large just more. They hit the ear better mm-hmm. for a majority of people. Yeah. Except yeah. for I think we've discussed briefly before the story about uh, German men kept crashing their cars because they wouldn't listen to their female sat nav. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're outliers. In that they regard, wouldn't listen to all <laughs> about directions. Like, yeah. Almost, I think, since the inception of phones, they've said like women are just better suited for this job because more people, men and women included, prefer to listen to a female voice. It oh, just yeah. hits the ear that little bit better. Um, and then another th- cool thing is, in the early days of um, switchboards, oh yeah, they hired women to do that because it was seen as being a, a stopgap job or a job that wasn't really that desirable. Oh, right, so okay. the only other people they could get to do it other than women were young teenage boys who would tell people to fuck off. <laughs> this is a true fact, by the way. And then they said, "Well, we need people who are going to like you know just do the job with like professionalness, mm-hmm. professionalness, Pro- professionalism, 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 professionalness." And that was one of the first um, career, like one of the earliest career options for women. Oh, right, it's how okay. they managed to get such a leg up in uh, specifically like, telecommunications. And mm-hmm. It's why. Female voices became like ended up being the de facto yeah. for stuff like the talking clock and Siri and all that stuff because it's just ingrained in society. To me, like Siri does sound like a female name for sure. Like if a man came up to me and said he was called Siri, I would be a bit like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really? It sounds like the kind of like I'm imagining like the Siri, like a hippie esque girl. Yeah, like long flowing sundress, like maybe like a feather in her hair or something like that. <laughs> just come back from like a gap yard. <laughs> it's like, hey, I'm Siri. And it's like that sounds about right. And then you get if yeah. a bloke says it, I would just see what's up with you, mate. I wonder if so we're yeah, gonna I... get that wave of people that were like born around the time Siri was a thing called Siri. I wonder yeah, if there I was like it's... a spike around t- like 2012 or whatever it was. There are now starting to be though kids in school who were called like Daenerys. Oh yeah, of course. And there's a, uh, a Dovahkiin as well. <laughs> Dovahkiin. <laughs> oh, man, at least he's got Skyrim tattooed. His dad's got Skyrim tattooed on his arsehole. <laughs> he's called Dovahkiin. But no, the Daenerys one's the funniest because obviously they named their kid Daenerys before mm-hmm. they watched the, before the yeah, series before ended. Yeah, before everything happened, yeah. And now that character name is just associated with like a mass murdering psychopath. Yeah, at Spoilers least like... for the end of season eight. <laughs> at least Dovahkiin. It's like you pick your own path, you choose what yeah. your Dovahkiin is. And that sounds, it sounds kind of like Norwegian. Mm. So you can maybe get away with it that way. It's like uh, a little bit like out of left field, which I quite like for a name. Yeah, so yeah. The name that I've heard that I really like is uh, a friend of ours. You know, the guy called Maverick. Oh, that's cool. Which is really fucking cool. Well, that's a name that you have to live up to. <laughs> yeah, that is. So you can't work you, in Tesco. I was going to say, you can't be just like the white straight man anymore. Like, you've no, got you can't to be a guy something. who works in Tesco and be called Maverick. No. And apparently he's a nuclear scientist. It's like, that's a okay, pretty yeah. cool fucking name. That's a Tinder profile right. what that we really want to click on. What are the odds he's going to become the first superhero, Carl? It's out there. He's called Maverick and he works with fucking nuclear power. Like, come on. It's so good. It's so obvious. Like, you can't... And I think as well, there's a lot of uh, expectations on a kid with a cool name to be cool. Mm-hmm. Because have you ever met someone with an awesome, cool name who wasn't awesome? 
Um, it happens very rarely. Yeah. Like, I think as well, though, because you generally think the parents that are raising a child with a name like that are probably, like, out there a bit. Yeah, probably, gonna, like, like going to raise that, that child to be probably quite an out there or, like, cool person or something. Just what's outgoing, like, nurture their creativity. Because mm-hmm. They, they exactly. seem like they'd be, like, quite laissez-faire parents. And yeah. It's like a friend of mine recently had a baby, and we, like, we were sat in a pub, like, uh, just talking about it mm-hmm. and having just a discussion about baby names, potential baby names. And I was suggesting, like, all the stupid names. Like, I obviously, I first suggested, like, Vegeta <laughs> and all that stuff. Went, I can't do that because my girlfriend would know that it's after a thing. And I went, I oh, know. So we were going through just, like, uncommon names. And one that I happened upon that I quite like is Rock. Oh, okay. As in Rock Hudson, the old, like, uh, 1920s, like, heartthrob. Also, movies. just like The Rock. Yeah, but I mean, like, Rock Hudson <laughs> yeah. is no, a I really know. cool yeah, yeah. name. It's a cool, str- uh, you can't get a stronger name than Rock. <laughs> no. And my mate actually really liked it, but he's got a single syllable last name. And he said, it don't work. Rock Lee. That does, but it has to be really quick. So I think his is like, I'm not going to say his name, but it was uh, like, say for like Rock Smith. Doesn't mm-hmm. work. Or Rock Jones. It needs to be like a double barreled one. So like, um, uh, like uh, I'm trying to think now. Like my last name, so like, maybe not Smallwood, but like Rock something wood. Rock Big Rock wood, Hardwood. Rock Hardwood. That's yeah. a fucking name and half that, isn't it? <laughs> That's for, that sounds like an item you pick up in Pokemon and let your Pokemon hold to increase the power of one of its moves. Yeah, like... Rock Hardwood. That's like a pseudo wudu held item to increase his power. It is. And we were talking about all sorts of them. He was like, he had a couple of names he flowed with Shaolin. If it was a girl, <laughs> like, that's a pretty good name. Shaolin is an awesome name for a girl. It and is. And another one was Wu-Tang. Oh god, Wu Tang and Shaolin. Oh, so cool. See, my theory is, if you want to call like a son Vegeta, call the first one Tarbles, obviously, <laughs> and then you go, oh, but Tarbles is Vegeta's brother. You can't not name the second one Vegeta. That is true. That is just like that, like Vegeta. What Vegeta Tarbles. That's that's too far. Like you call your dog Vegeta. Not your <laughs> I'd call. And, uh, I'd yeah. call my kid just... Vegeta. The best bit about that story is, though, like, we were sat basically in this pub for like two hours just discussing baby names. And mm. uh, after we got out, like, we went back to my house and just played some Smash or something like that. And I just checked my phone and there was a tweet from someone like, oh, I think I sat next to Carl in the pub today, but I was too nervous to say hello. And no. I went, oh my, oh, for fuck's sake. Because that means that person presumably was at the very least earwigging a little bit. Mm-hmm. For Americans, that means just listening in. To see if it was me or because they presumably noticed me and were like, oh, is, is it him? What's he talking about? And all they saw was me sat with a very large, burly man with a beard discussing <laughs> potential baby names. <laughs> like, oh, man, they've got the wrong idea. Oh, the right idea of who I am. Oh, no, my dad's calling me. Oh, God. Oh, God. I should answer it. I should answer it live on because he's at a funeral today that I'm supposed to be at. Oh, so, yeah, right. fuck you, Luca. Right, fuck. I'm going to answer it. Hi, Dad. I'm, I'm doing okay, thank you. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, yeah. Where are you? Uh, I'm in the office recording something just before I go. But I've always got time to talk to you, Dad. Yo, sorry? I'm in the office just recording something before I go on my trip, but I've always got time to talk to you, Dad. What's up? That's all right. I don't know. Well, I was just following up before you went that road to wish you all the best, wasn't it? Oh, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'll try to, yeah. I think I've got like, Wi Fi in the cab or the Airbnb or something like that. Yeah, I sorted out my uh, my rent and everything like that. I did it this morning. 
Yeah, 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 I've got somewhere to live, don't worry. <laughs> I'm all good. Uh, the same place. I'm staying in the same place. Um, I managed to uh, just get an extension on my lease for a couple of months. I didn't want to sort it in like two days when I got back, so it's all done now, don't worry. Oh, well, Paul asked me, I said, well, I didn't ask. She said, well, that's not very good of you. You should have asked. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. I'm sorted now. I said, well, yeah, I said, but you know what Carl's like? He's like me, he just does it, he'll sort it, he'll be fine. Ah, yeah, drift from place to place, man. I'm a rolling stone, I don't need that help. I'm good. Well, that's what I said to her, but you know what these women are like, so... <laughs> <laughs> she oh. told me off ask all the right questions. I said, well, you should ring him his head and ask him. Give me a list. I said, and I said, he was in the gym and he was wanting to get off. She said, that's not an excuse. You should have asked. So. It is an excuse. It's always an excuse. Uh, so what time do you get there anyway? So? Uh, I'll be going to the airport at about three and arriving at the airport at half four. I fly at, uh, the flight starts, goes at six. So I'll have like two hours right. once I get there to get onto my flight. Is that from Manchester? Yep, yeah, and that'll be to Helsinki, and I'm there for a couple hours. So I'm going to stay in the airport and take selfies, and then go on another flight. And how long, what time do you get there, then? Like, Japan? like five o'clock in the afternoon. So basically, I'm travelling for 24 hours. Oh, that's like it was when we went to New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. so not Australia. ideal, but it's worth it, so I can go see that big Gundam and go pet the deer. Fine, so he's coming back. Yeah, I'll lose a day. That's the problem. It seems longer on the way back, it? Well, I, I gain a day on the way back because the way the um, time difference works. All right, so when you're back? Uh, 22nd. 22nd, I think. We're, yeah, you'll be back before us then, are you, really? Yeah. Oh, I don't know, nice. we go on Saturday and we're there for a week. No, yeah, probably get back about the same time as us, there. Well, I'll see you around then anyway, Dad. Yeah, all right, so we have a great time, won't you? I will do, and I'll give you a call when I get there if I can. If not, just send a uh, WhatsApp or something. It'll be fine. Someone to. Yeah, no problem. I'll try and get and on that. Have a great time and tell lots of pictures and get I will. lots of information about because me and Paul want to come to Japan. There we go. I'll figure it out for you, Dad. Don't you worry. Yeah. All right, so you have a great time, won't you? I will do. I love you and I'll speak to you soon. Yeah, I love you so. You, you take care, son. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Best bit is, my dad never knows I do that. <laughs> I keep doing it, and you can hear how northern he is, can't you? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, go with the, like, ring him with his scent. Oh, dad, calm down. Kid him. So it oh, my- kind of just, like, stumbled upon to me when you were having a conversation with your dad. Have we actually introduced the episode yet? Oh, shit, no, episode 28. It is. Carl's Corner yeah. episode 28, yeah. Look at that way. Yeah. I was just like... Carl, we're like 20 minutes in, and we haven't said the lot start yet. Also, we've also had about like seven guest stars. We've had yeah. all the versions of Siri and my dad on. <laughs> with a, a special appearance from whoever's in it. I think that was uh, his girlfriend in the back yelling at him. Oh, of course. Just telling him, still ask how his holiday's going. <laughs> so there we go. <laughs> oh, man, he just sounds so northern. It's great. Oh, it's crazy. Like, I, I, I don't think I've met your dad, but just like hearing him on the phone. Oh, God, that is a northern man right there. It is, that's Sean Bean right there. That no is some Yorkshire is. going on. That is the most Yorkshire man you've ever seen. <laughs> oh, man, so good. Yeah, but it's a, a funeral today for my uh, cousin. So, unfortunately, I couldn't make it. Even if I wasn't doing this podcast, I don't feel bad, Lucas. It's like it's the exact same time as the flight. Oh, right, okay, yeah. So, he passed away very unfortunately, very suddenly, last week. So, pour one out for him, if you are able to, because I will be at the airport. But let's not get into that because that's personal. I have a lot of electronics around me. Let's not pour drinks. No, pour them all over your electronics. Oh, that's what you would have wanted. 
ruin your switch. Oh, Don't no. your switch in a cup it's of tea. It's right there as well. Oh, did I tell you the other day that my phone fell in bath? No. I was running a bath for myself because I was like, I, want to, I was woke up one day and went, I really want a bath. I've not had a bath mm. in like six months because I always get showers. Yeah. And I thought, I've got the morning off. I've got no work planned till like four in the afternoon. Let's get a bath. And I put my phone outside the bath playing music. And I was running the bath and I was in the mirror, like, you know, brushing my teeth and all that stuff. And mm. I forgot that I, set, I woke up before my alarm, which is why I was running the bath. So I forgot uh, right, I okay. had. And what I didn't know is I saw it in the mirror, my phone vibrating. Because <laughs> I heard the music going, and I went, oh, it'll be fine. And I watched it just go, and it slid down the side of my bathtub under the water. And I'm like, oh, no, toothbrush is flying in the air. Run over, grab it out of the water, still playing the music, put it in my towel. <laughs> Pat it down, still playing music, still seems to be fine. Oh, oh okay, then let's put it back. And it still works. Uh, which phone is this? That's not the iPhone. Oh, it's the say. iPhone, it would have broke immediately. I don't even like that thing near my toilet. <laughs> I don't like that thing near moisture. I've heard the stories. Oh, it's so funny. I remember, um, so my younger sister used to have iPhones. And she always put it in like a back pocket of um, her like jeggings. You know, that are like jean leggings things. Did it bend? And no, every time she went to the toilet, it, she, slid, it, it just slid and fell in the toilet and she had to get a new one. And it was about the fifth time she did it before she realised, yeah, maybe I shouldn't put it in my back pocket. I was like, how many times do you need to break your fucking iPhone before you realise that? Oh, man. Well, I'll be honest. Like, this is the iPhone. It's the latest iPhone on the market. Not the 11, but like, it was like the R or something. I was going to say it's like the X or, yeah, right. X Already, or bear in mind, I know how fragile these things are. I keep this thing in my pocket at all times, and I use it when I sit when I at the work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not got a case on it, but I've never had a case on any of my phones. My phone that has got on my right, my personal phone, oh, my dad just called me on, the one that fell down the in the bath. Yeah, yeah. And I've dropped on the floor of nightclubs, and I've played um, air hockey with it. Um, has no scratches on the screen mm-hmm. because it's like a nice, thick, chunky candy bar phone. My iPhone I've had for, I say, a month now. Yeah, about that. Say it's spent half that time just on the chair of my sofa, mm-hmm. functioning as a router, not moving. <laughs> Already has a large scratch straight down the middle of the screen. Already, um, because so... I put it in my pocket with my keys. Apparently, I've, um, I remember when this came out about iPhones. The difference is iPhone screens are really hard to crack, but because but the to... way they're built to not crack, they're really easy to scratch. Yeah, so we're all made of the same stuff. The it's just yeah, Apple just rolls the glass a lot thinner than it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. It's the reason, like um, Nokia, they make the, their phones are a little bit thicker. Yeah, yeah, but they're a lot, obviously notably more hardy mm-hmm. because. I think it's Corning who make Gorilla Glass, which is based on every single smartphone in existence, bar a couple. Oh, like, right, yeah, the, yeah. The cheaper non-brand name ones that you can buy um, use this glass. And they said the manufacturer said, like the owner of the company, well, basically we can make phones indestructible now. Mm-hmm. It's just that every time we announce we've made hardier, more like scratch and crack-resistant glass, manufacturers respond by making phones thinner yeah, and rolling yeah. it thinner. So they maintain the exact same level of durability they've had from like five years because ago. Because instead of going, oh, we could keep it thicker and make it like more protective for your phone, they go, oh, but because it's more protective and a better glass, that yeah, Rolling that thinner. means we can make it thinner and keep the same integrity, yeah. 
And that's why I like my little Sony Xperia. It's like a really old version. It's the small version. Mm-hmm. But you've seen that. It's a rectangle. Yeah, it is. Well, so this is one hardy-ass rectangle that I have dropped many times, and it's perfectly fine. It still works. Mm-hmm. My iPhone is just... It's a beautiful piece of technology that works very well, except yeah. for any time it's in, like, in motion. <laughs> it's also really slippy. It's really you slippy. Tried hold, you tried holding an iPhone without a case on it. Uh, they no, fall. They fall out of your hand. I have a, a Google Pixel Three, which is like a similar feel, and I have no problem with that without a case. Yeah, this one just slides out of my hand all the time. It's super annoying. Maybe you just need like better grip on your fingertips. Maybe it's I'm not holding it correctly. <laughs> Do you remember that? That was a great one. No. All right. Well, this is. I think, I think the iPhone Four, maybe. All right. When the iPhone Four came out. The Aerial was stored in the bottom of the phone. Oh yeah, I remember this. Yeah, so if people don't know what we're talking about. The iPhone 4, I think it was, um, or around that generation of iPhones, had an aerial built into the case. Mm-hmm. And the, the problem was, though, that uh, they expected people to hold it like a tablet. Yeah, yeah. And all demonstrations showed, like, Steve Jobs holding it like a tablet and then working it with his finger. Most people, however, hold their phone like a phone. <laughs> and what happened was is that most people, the, uh, the palm... It's not the palm, the ball of your hand, what do yeah, you call it, yeah. where, you, where your thumb connects. That's where most people's phone, like, it rests against there, which just so had to be exactly where the aerial was. Yep. Which meant that when you were holding your phone normally, or like, for, say, for example, as you were taking a call, by holding it and holding it to your ear, the aerial would just cut out and you wouldn't get any signal. Yeah, and then, obviously, as you alluded to, their response was just, hold your phone differently. Yeah, Apple responded, but not by saying it's a design flaw or we overlooked it. It was, you are holding your phone wrong. Every other phone on the market and every iPhone prior to this works in exactly the same and works when it's been held, but not this one. <laughs> and as much as this it's a beautiful piece of technology and it's very it's very like stylish and it looks nice and the camera quality is amazing, but yeah. just every single aspect, every other aspect of the company just so pretentious mm-hmm. like what was the one a couple of months ago was it the thousand pound um monitor stand they released yeah, the monitor which... stand which is literally like just a stand it's not you know got any special abilities to it or anything like this is you mean like just... the one that i got for free with a monitor i got for my computer exactly yeah it's just <laughs> the purpose-built stand for like the mac monitor and it cost $999 or something ridiculous. And I remember, like I remember all the memes that people going around, people like saying, so for the same price as one at Mac monitor, you can get a custom-built rig from like PC specialists yeah. or whatever. You can get a monitor from them, a stand, a keyboard, a mouse, Steam, which is free, like 40 games, and I, um, what was it now? Like a mobile phone and an MP3 <laughs> player, a camera, and still and then $100 cash to go on a night out. Yeah. Or one Apple screen. The thing was, they um, someone showed me a picture. I think it might have been my girlfriend or someone. Showed me a picture and went, look how disgraceful this is. And it was like a picture of the monitor in the stand. And it was like $999. I was like, well, it's Mac. You know, it's going to be expensive. And most of the technology is in the screen. Oh, no, that's, that's just it. the stand. <laughs> I was like, what? Sorry? That's probably a touchscreen monitor. Oh. I was like, oh, God. This and then so the, the actual screen was like another fucking grand and a half on top of that. Do you know the best bit about this is though the iPhone, like this one I've got. It has this special thing in it where mm. the camera can measure things. Okay. And already, Lucas, I know I can hear the gears in your head working. Yeah. It's a camera that lets you measure how long. Where are you going are. with this? 
So, guess what this camera is majority used for? Uh, it's the dick measuring tool. I mean, I'd imagine, yeah. And there are actual, like, a, a story that I've heard is, like, online, you know, women when they're, like, on guys with Tinder or something like that, and they're, like, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, like, baby, I'm a solid eight inches or something like that. So, okay, take, have you got an iPhone? Yeah, okay, put on this setting and show it. <laughs> <laughs> and then getting unmatched. Oh, God. Oh, man. So I want to bring this up because uh, did you, there's a, a news story that went around a couple of weeks ago that you may have missed that mm. I wanted to talk about and then forgot about, but since we're talking about iPhones, it is, I think it's like this New York Times, I'm going to say, um, I'm going to Google it now to make sure I can get the headline just right. Where is it? Dun, 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 dun. Need to find, it's a news headline. Nope, nope, no, 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 no. Oh, here it is, yes. It's the New York Post, and it is an article. Uh, I'll just read the headline out for you, and you can probably guess what it's about. It's called, Sorry, Android users, these iPhone snobs won't date you. What? And this is from about a month ago. So, so is this, it. like, people getting unmatched because they're not on iPhone? This is just... It's just professional people who say, I'm not going to date someone who ain't got an iPhone. Oh, my and God. Gonna, and, and Lucas, right now, together, we're going to go through this article. <laughs> Because I now have in front of me both devices and I don't give a shit. Yep. Right, so, forget dreamy eyes, the colour of the ocean. For young daters, the colour of text messages is all that matters. When people with iPhones text each other, their messages send in blue speech bubbles. When they text non-iPhone owners, messages send in a different hue. Bright green, as if to signal they're talking to an outsider. For singles, it's more than just an aesthetic thing. It's a rating, it's a dating red flag. And then we've got a quote here from uh, Brooklyn resident and freelance designer, Katie McDonoghue. If it's not a blue message, I'm not going to bother flirting with you further. I'm just like, why don't you have an iPhone? Question mark. What? My head is hurting right now. Because this is a real quote from a real woman who's like, nah. (laughs) But, Carl, I will say one thing. If somebody is willing to turn you down for not having an iPhone, you've That's probably a... escaped something. You have dodged a massive <laughs> red. Like, there is, you have dodged a huge fucking bullet there. Because that, that is a bullet bill scre- of bullets. That screams high maintenance as fuck. <laughs> so what do you mean you don't own a thousand pound piece of consumer technology and instead just bought what you could afford? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I've got a thousand pound piece of consumer technology, but it's a Pixel 3 and it's better than an iPhone. <laughs> But it's, it's okay, though, because we have, like, her reasons for doing this. And I like, as well, like, the mar- the article is very clearly making fun of it. Because it says, while Android users have a larger market share than iPhones, millennials feel a stronger emotional attachment to Apple products, according <laughs> oh, to a God. 2018 analysis. Like, it's a fucking phone. You know what? Uh, ma- if I was, like, Apple reading that sentence... I would have a massive hard-on going, yeah, they do. I would be nursing yep. the thickest of chubs. Yeah. Uh, Madonna Hugh, who's 23, says she finds texting with Android users limiting for very specific reasons. She likes seeing the three dots that show up when iPhone use- owners are typing, the receipt confirming that a message has been delivered, and the ability to react with messages with ha-ha or a heart. I've never been able to do that on an Android phone, no. None of that don't. sounds familiar to me. Also, don't most people just message on WhatsApp yeah, and Instagram which, and everything? Everything that does it anyway. All of which have read, read receipts yeah, and exactly. emojis built in. Like Messenger so just, and WhatsApp and stuff like that all have that shit. Oh, man. Right. It's just a turn-off if they don't have an iPhone, she says. On Tinder, you message someone within the app for a while, and then you exchange numbers. You're like, I hope it's blue, and it's a relief when it is. Oh, God. Imagine... 
like having a conversation with someone for what weeks maybe yeah and then going oh the the text bubbles green i'm gonna gonna not respond to them anymore but here we that go. That person's right? dead co- to me now. Lucas, it gets better. In college, her then-boyfriend switched from iPhone to Android, and it made communication difficult, creating a rift between them. Oh, their no. love couldn't overcome their smartphone differences. Um, I think that was when our relationship started to go downhill, Madonna Hugh says. And I'm just like, I'm going to play our armchair psychologist for a minute here. And she says that the reason she likes iPhones is because she knows exactly when the person's read their message and when they're responding. <laughs> and when their boyfriend at the time changed to a phone where they didn't know exactly when he'd seen the message and if he was responding or not, suddenly they didn't like communicating with them anymore. That's high, that is a psychological problem. It's weird when they didn't dis- have like complete control over their communications. So what's that? Your boyfriend wanted privacy like in his smartphone, <laughs> a device that contains all his personal information. What the fuck? How dare he? Have you, I, I've, I've not experienced it firsthand, but I have met a lot of people in and outside of you know work and my social life and stuff. You're who are pretty snobbish about it. No, no, who are the people who go, well, you you read this message like half an hour ago, why haven't you responded yet? And send another message. Like, and oh, that's, why I, that's why I have the ultimate solution for this, and that is the dolphin. <laughs> and you, and Lucas, you are familiar with the dolphin to a degree, yes? To a degree, yeah. Would you like to explain your understanding of it for the audience at home if they don't understand what the dolphin is? Um, <clears throat> as far as I'm aware, I've not received a dolphin from you. You but your like response to somebody to just like acknowledge them is to just oh I'll send a dolphin over. Like yeah. you don't have it, to have a proper full hearty response. It's just dolphin. Yeah, it's an acknowledgement that I've seen. It's like mm. instead of saying seen, it's just a dolphin. And the dolphin like, it started as a laugh when I was drunk talking to somebody. Yeah, and I was out drinking, and I said I'm too drunk to reply, so I'm just gonna send a random emoji, and I sent a dolphin. <laughs> Because in the I in the Facebook Messenger there's just a dolphin emoji and I found it so hilarious. I sent a little baby dolphin. And it ended up with me and this friend. Uh, we came up with this entire backstory for the dolphin and we ended up <laughs> calling it the Slippery Duchess. Oh wow. So when, and then what we did is started searching for pictures of dolphins online and just sending random dolphins backwards and forwards. <laughs> and to the point where we found one that's like a stock image of a dolphin dabbing. Oh no! So it's the dab. So it's the dab thing. The the dabbing dolphin. And we'd send that to each other, and then every time we talk to each other, we just like instead of saying hello, it'd just be dolphin. <laughs> and I found that so funny that over time, I in Facebook groups that I'm in, I just change my emoji to the dolphin. Yeah. And I've got one where it's, I go to the gym with somebody, and they say, "Oh, uh, you coming to the gym today?" And I send a dolphin. And at first, they got annoyed, but now they know that dolphin means yes. Yeah. But dolphin can also mean, I have seen this message. <laughs> and sometimes they need clarification. They'll say, is that a yes or a no? So I'll send a larger dolphin by holding the button a little bit longer. And then they'll send a dolphin back. And then I know I've got to meet them at the gym. Oh, and it's the perfect solution. Yeah. Just send a dolphin. But we can't stray too far away, though, Lucas. Because New York Post had done their due diligence here. And they went and talked to an Android user. Oh, Okay. And they've got a picture of both the people. They've got a picture of Miss Katie McDonoghue, and she just looks like some uh, hipster college girl, I'd oh, say. Okay. And then we've got another gentleman here, which is Grayson Earl. It's a fucking name, that, that is. Yeah. And he appears to be just like, you know, a reasonably attractive looking 
brunette, glasses, bit of stubble, yeah. very well kempt, wearing a shirt. Probably a young professional if he's living in New York. And this is him. He's an Android owner. And he's also 23. So Jacob... Uh, no, sorry, that's someone else. I thought... Oh, so that's not Grayson. No, this is uh, Jacob Landsman. They've got a quote from here. Instead of not Mr. Grayson at all. What the hell? Oh, okay, just that. So Jacob okay. Landsman is an Android user. And he knows he might be judged for his choice by potential partners. It's definitely something I'm a little scared of happening, says the West Village residents. His friends have mocked his Android in group text messages... But he says that if he were in a potential match, if he were in a potential match would have a genuine issue with his smartphone, he wouldn't be attracted to them. As he fucking should Oh, have. yeah. That is the reddest of flags. Oh, no, sorry. Um, Grayson Earl is a professor who's talked about it. Because we're going oh, into him yeah. Now. So Grayson Earl sounds like a fucking professor. That is a professor now. So they haven't got a picture of this other man. And I think it's a bit of like a missed opportunity that he didn't try and match the two because they're both the same age living in the same city. <laughs> And they would, clearly they've got something they can talk about, which is their gen, their mutual dislike of people using the other phone. I mean, agreed, but then she would just, you know, immediately not respond as soon as you found no, out. You I guarantee you, within 20 minutes of meeting, those two would be hate fucking each other in the car park. <laughs> it just seems like one of those relationships that's like caused sparks. Anyway, so um, some believe Apple purposely implemented the text colour scheme, which has been part of the iPhone operating system since iMessage launched in 2011, to create a stigma against Android users. God, yeah, they do. And this is, wh- this, this is where uh, Grayson Earl comes in. I definitely think it's intended to create a false in-crowd thing. Mm-hmm. Grayson Earl, an adjunct professor at the new schools, tells the Post, Android text, he says, are designed to look less appealing on Apple's iMessage. For Earl, an Android user, a phone type doesn't matter, but a texting app that has good data privacy, such as Signal, does. If you're not using good open standards for communication that are encrypted, I don't think we can ever get together. So he's also a bit uh, of a snob when it comes to it. But he's like, no, I just don't <laughs> want the NSA read, like, yeah. reading our flirtatious messages to one another. So, Carl, it reminds me of, um, I don't know if you remember back to maybe like, say, 10 years or so ago before like that whole iPhone craze really begun. Okay, yeah. A big craze between specifically like young teenagers or just teenagers in general, younger people, was like yeah. Blackberries. Oh, yeah, they sucked. They, they were awful. The worst. But they got so many like young people in through BBM, which was like oh, Blackberry Messenger. And it was the free. same thing. It was like a free messenger thing. And it got people in like an in an in group, an in crowd. Yeah. Of- so we should establish, because when we, we're talking when me and Luke were younger, when you had to yeah. pay per text. Oh yeah, exactly. It's the not majority of like, like every phone has unlimited text. But back in the day when you were at school and you had like a tenner on your phone, you could send 100 texts. Yeah, it was People 10 would be, yeah, could te- They could text all day. And I distinctly recall like, yeah, like the um, the popular girls at my school all had them and they do nothing but sit on them all fucking day. And it's weird like, because afternoon. Blackberries as phones were, were designed like as business phones and therefore were awful. Fucking the worst. But because they had this BBM for free, every fucking teenager wanted them to be part of that in-crowd. Because then they could talk to their friends for free in mm-hmm. the days before widespread adoption of um, uh, broadband and yeah. smartphones and exactly. things like Facebook Messenger. And I remember that specifically because um, it was a running joke in my friend group that everyone who had one, like, yeah. um, it would break eventually, and all you would see is a post on Facebook saying, lost all my contacts because my heartbreak broke, send me your numbers, guys, on Facebook. 
And I think one day we were getting drunk and we just went through Facebook and we took a shot every time we saw someone who said that. Oh, and I think we had like seven shots by the time we got like to the bottom of the day. Just <laughs> because they broke all the fucking time. Yeah. And they were terribly designed. But well, uh, that was, was a hell of a marketing decision. It was, yeah, free text. Yeah. In an era when you got paid for stuff. It's amazing. But yeah, I, I would buy into that conspiracy theory though of Apple deliberately made messages from Android look terrible. God, yeah, they did. The thing is, I've not even sent a message off this fucking phone yet because like I said, <laughs> everyone's just got everyone's got a various messenger app. Everyone has like WhatsApp or Facebook Messenger or the only uh, time Instagram I stuff like that. ever send an actual like SMS text is if my phone internet is fucking up. Oh, it's to my dad because my dad doesn't know how to use WhatsApp or anything. <laughs> he can't be asked. He's, he's yeah. too old and setting his ways for that shit. But yeah, I just I, I don't understand. Isn't that a fun story? Uh, it's just makes me just depressed about that people think human that. civilization. I can't date you if I can't track your movements at all times. Yeah. Well, then throws it off as like, no, it's got to be eye message. But okay. I've met people like a super, super um, uh, snobbish about it. Like when I got this phone, like this work phone, mm-hmm. which bear in mind, like it's paid for via the business. Yeah, yeah. And like the YouTube money pays for it, and I use it for like. Um, Basically, as a portable modem to upload videos and download crap that I need when I'm working, when I'm not in the office. Mm-hmm. Because my internet at home is fucking god-awful. <laughs> like a friend of mine actually sent me a message, like, why the fuck did you get an iPhone? Went, because it's the the phone they offered me with unlimited internet. Yeah. And it had a good deal on it. But they're so bad. I went, I don't care. It's for work. <laughs> it's like, it's so strange. Like, yeah. He was genuinely annoyed that I went and got it. It is like, like proper tribalism, though. Yeah, someone else's decision to get one. He was annoyed to the point where he messaged me out of the blue to like, <laughs> angrily berate me, saying, why didn't you get a different phone? Because I didn't care. No. And then he tried to like justify, but well, you should, because you're, this my phone could do this, this, and this. And, but I don't want to do any of that. I need it for the internet. <laughs> this was it's the one that came with unlimited internet. That is what I'm using it for. It's what they offered me, yes. And it's what I decided to take. But it's, uh, I've experienced it firsthand. It's very unusual. Yeah, so like, it's like say back in the day with like video game consoles. I mean, even now, it still happens now. Yeah, but we're older now. Cause I think I think we're not think as me. exposed to it because we're older. But you know, it definitely we're, we're, still is a thing. Like especially with younger people. Yeah, because it's any it's any excuse to grasp at some sort of in group I mm-hmm. can be a part of. Yeah, and it's that lizard part of your brain that wants to belong. Exactly, and it is yeah. fascinating to see from the outside. So I know my little sister is a big part of it now. Uh, she's like right, super yeah. into her Xbox Live, and she's always on Xbox Live, and she's always mm-hmm. talking to people on Xbox Live. And it's about who's the best at Minecraft and Fortnite and Overwatch. That's the new thing that people get picked on for not being good at. It's not football anymore. It's not like athletics. It is who's the best at these video games. Carl, why, why wasn't I born a bit later? And I, like, <laughs> that They are the new bragging rights. From my experience <laughs> speaking to my younger sister, who's like uh, in her final year of school right now, like amongst her peers. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's just like her in-group and her friend group at school. Potentially, from, yeah. What she said, she said the coolest kid at her school, because I asked her, is a kid with his own YouTube channel who has 400 subs. <laughs> that is the biggest dick kid at their school, a kid with 400 subs. Mm-hmm. And I found out after that, that's why my sister keeps trying to drop my name. Oh, uh, right. Okay. I've got my own sister name dropping me because we don't <laughs> have the same last name. No one believes her. Oh, uh, right. Which is really funny because I think one of her friends came over. Mm. 
said, are you Jamie's, are you Jamie's brother? And I said, no. Oh, no, <laughs> and I said, oh, Jamie, you're lying, he's not your brother. <laughs> Just proper, like, do her in. Dobbing me out. you got to do it. you got to dunk oh, on your family members. Use every opportunity. Oh, uh, and now, like, for some reason, you're just in a house, which seems a bit weird. <laughs> I just said I'm here to visit a mum. It's the easiest oh way. Oh, God. Because to, because to kids, you look, everyone looks everyone who's over, like, 20 looks the same age on that. Yeah, yeah. You can't tell the difference between someone who's, like, 30 and someone who's 40. No. So, I just find it really funny, though, that the coolest kid at my sister's school, I'm presuming it must be a trend that's um, um, the same in other schools, because, like... Uh, Stuff like this doesn't just come out. It's not in isolation, is it? No, exactly. It's, it's all a about... general trend and it's influenced by like internet and stuff like that. Yeah, it's YouTubers, it's influencers. And there's another great story we can talk about that. Uh, are you, do you want to cover another story that made you depressed for humanity, Lucas? I mean, I don't think I've got a choice about this, do I? Because this is a fun story as well. I love being depressed about humanity being a No, it's just, this is the way, this is the place humanity's going, so... Right, so uh, we all know about Instagram influencers, correct? About what, sir? Instagram influencers. Oh, I'm aware of them. Yeah, so, and we all know that most of them are full of shit and they buy, they buy followers and they all fake everything. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, there is a trend. There we go. Oh, there's a good story about that as well. While I'm trying to find the one I'm finding is um, um, Carolina Calloway. If you've heard of her, um, I've heard of the name. I think you've brought Which, her up before. She's a huge deal on Instagram, and she's got like seven hundred thousand followers. And it turns out that the reason she got famous is because of her like inspirational captions on her photos. And it came out yesterday that. She had a ghostwriter for all of her captions. Oh, no. And she was paying some random person she met, basically minimum wage, to caption her photos. And then all of a sudden gained, like, 700,000 subscribers from it. Oh, no, she bought followers as well. And oh, all right, okay, cool. So it was fake, fake yeah. it till you make it, so you got to respect her for that. And <laughs> then um, it turned out like she got offered half a million dollars to write a book. Um, which she suddenly turned down when she realised she had to write it herself. Oh, no. And then she hosted, like, a... Uh, what was it now? Not a convention. A workshop. Oh, right, okay, yeah, yeah. On, like, how to be an inspirational person. And she charged, like, $200 to go to it. And it turns out, like, because she didn't know what the fuck she's doing, because she just pays someone to do it for <laughs> her, she turned it into, like, a glorified meet and greet. And people were turning up with, like, notebooks and pens. Oh, to, no. To, like, you know, ask, pick her brains about, okay, so... How do you, like, you know, anticipate, like, you know, changing trends and things like that? And how do you, like, know what your audience wants? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I've got no idea. Do you want, Would you like a signature? Do you want to pose for a photo? Yeah. And I'm trying to find the story. I don't think I can. But you know what? She could be like, oh, well, if you pose with me, I'll put you on my Instagram and get my writer to write something inspirational on our photo. Uh, now I can't find the story I'm talking about, which is uh, a bit frustrating. But what it is, um, if I recall the details, it's young kids around my sister's age. In fact, like so, like sixteen, yeah, yeah. Um, like fifteen, sixteen, that age, when just about to go to college, mm-hmm. and um, some of them are pretending to have brand deals on Instagram. What? Pre- like Joe saying, like take a picture with a bottle of water or something. Say, oh, I'm sponsored by this product. Okay. Because that makes you cool. Like, do you know, like, 
back in the day, maybe a kid of like pretend to smoke or drink or be having sex at that point. I mean, I guess to seem yeah. cooler, they're pretending to have brand deals on Instagram. But isn't that really like easy to disprove? Well, not really, no. Because like, how, when you were a kid, how many times did you meet that person who said he'd had sex? And it's really difficult to disprove them. Yeah, but that like, is... ev- everyone knows that kid who's full of shit. But there's always someone who believes them. I mean, yeah, that's true. I suppose. And that was that. That, that is, is a thing that me. is happening. And another one that I saw, which is similarly about kids uh, around my sister's age, I think, is a uh, parents hiring. I shit you not, Fortnite coaches. Oh no, I have heard about this. Yeah, you have heard about this. Okay, tell me about it. Well, I mean, it's as simple as it sounds. Like parents are literally paying like adults that are good at Fortnite to come round to their house and teach their children how to be better at the game so that they'll like fit in in school and be able to have like bragging rights for winning and stuff like this. Yeah. Because as you say, like instead of getting good at, you know, football or whatever, now kids getting cool are getting good at Fortnite. Which is, oh, it's bizarre. Right, and another one that I found while researching the other, or trying to find the other story, because this is just something I found really funny. Mm. And do you know, like, there's a whole trend on Instagram. It's not, a, like, a remarkable revelation that a lot of people fake stuff. Like, people buy followers, they fake stuff. This yeah, is probably course, yeah. one of the best stories to come out of that in the, uh, the last couple of months. And it is a lady called Tiffany Mitchell. So okay. if you'd like to now type that in into your computer, Lucas, and just type in Tiffany Mitchell bike accident. Don't worry, it's not going to give you a bad photo. Okay. And I'll explain the story before you hit Google search and go look at the images. And the story is that she is a lifestyle blogger, which basically means like she doesn't work and takes photos of herself traveling around the world. Mm-hmm. And she was going on a motorcycle trip across some part of the world with her friend. And she says, oh, I had an accident where I fell off my bike and really horribly hurt myself. Thankfully, my photographer friend was on hand to document the whole thing. And, right. now clicks, okay. and now click search and go look at the photos of what is supposedly a horrific bike accident. And let me know when you find it. Oh, wow. So just describe the photos to me, Lucas. Um, there's about there's two or three. So there's the, the first couple that come up for me are like professional photographs, like really crisp, clear quality photographs of a bike that is propped up on the side of a road, yeah, absolutely like pristine condition. A helmet placed on the floor, like at the front of the picture, and perfectly, in, perfectly just placed in the corner of the picture, not to obscure anything. Perfectly propped up in a helmet, you know, nice helmet position, so you can see exactly what it is without getting in the way. And then, um, you know, this woman on the floor on her back. Or on her side, depending on the picture, and she's just uh, like you know, slightly holding her head, uh, with no visible injuries, no like you know marks on her clothes, nothing. Yeah, I'll say a woman like who was literally just lay on her floor on the floor and gone. Ow! I will say, like, if you think you see a scuff on her shoulder, that she has a tattoo there. Yeah, yeah. And she did post photos after this that showed that she did like sustain some kind of injury. I will point out that in none of these photos 
you can see said injury. So they were either touched up after the fact or faked after the fact. And it looks when the like she's in, slightly. It looks like she is in zero amount of pain. But the best one is the guy who's trying to help her up, and he looks like a fucking male model. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, she's doing like she's in a um, a L'Oreal advert, and she's just emerging from like a waterfall. Right. So if anyone has ever watched like you know non-American football, soccer, whatever you want to call it, uh, football, real football, uh, it looks like any footballer who was you know been tapped on the shoulder and just absolutely dropped like a bag of shit on the yeah, floor. So you should point out that oh. she. She did suffer a legitimate injury that she has like documented evidence of. It's just that you can't see any of it in this because no. they were either presumably they were either touched up or it's taken after the fact. But the bit that really gets me is I'm presuming Lucas, you can notice something in one of the photos that's oddly prominent in the shot, considering it's supposed to be of her injured, dying on the floor. But it's is it the bottle of glacé smart water? That's oh, perfectly that's on a different frame. picture. Yeah. There's two bottles of branded water in the middle of the shot, right in front of her as she's like lying on the floor injured, yeah. and they're Is not like thrown to, to the side or well, anything. It's be. two perfectly placed and centered shot uh, bottles of branded water, where you no, can just... see the brands as well. Yeah, pointed towards the camera. Yeah, the brands yeah. are pointed towards the camera, and that's just. I believe she took the photos down. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Which, to me, screams legitimate. Yeah. But it's, I just found that so funny, because I remember I saw the headline, I went, it's never going to be as fake as they say it is. And I click it, and it's just glass A smart water. And she looks like <laughs> a, a male model who's supposed like a paramedic is like in skinny jeans picking her up. And it's yeah. like, oh my God, it's so obvious. Yeah, it's so bad. Oh, man. I'd, have more, I'd have more respect if you just said, no, nah, fuck it, I faked it, I'm awesome. I really love the fact that it's like, an accident. Every single thing in the shot is perfectly placed for a picture. <laughs> Accidental right? <relationships. laughs> Every single thing is like propped up, perfect position, all like laid out correctly and all facing the camera. It also saves a lot of that her photographer friend, rather than helping her, took a photo of her dying on the floor. No, they took like four professional photographs with things moved around in the composition. <laughs> So presumably they move the things around for the shot yeah. composition as she's lying on the floor waiting for help. So like each scenario is equally as bad. Either they faked it for social media clout or her photographer friend is a sociopath <laughs> who saw like a woman in agony and went, oh, look at this, it's beautiful, it's art. Excuse me, can you move that helmet into the and shot, I, please? I would guess that that was, you know... A good solid five ten minutes of taking photographs there and setting up like each different perfect. picture. He looks like he's set up a fucking lighting rig. As yeah, he's exactly. It. It's so good. If people at home just Google just, these photos, they're oh, amazing. Keep lying there on the floor, Tiffany. Just I need to get one more shot. Oh man, like, there's just there's something in my head. Like, I respect the hustle. Like, anyone who wants to do that, and if you get away with it, fair play to you. But if you get away I, with it, yeah, but don't make it that fucking obvious. There's just. It's amazing how much of like, that world is as fake as you'd assume it is. Mm-hmm. Because you know the people on it are fake, but everything about it, like, it crumbles like a house of cards, but the cards are beer mats that have been soaked in piss. <laughs> oh, and they've been left to dry out in the sun or something. It's crazy. Like, there's um, another story. We can talk about this one. This is a really fun story. And it was, um, again, I get the details up. It's uh, thirty. Dollars living 
influencer lifestyle. So you're probably trying to assume. Here it is. So this is a lady. Uh, we'll find a name as it all loads up. Um, this is Lisette Calviero, a 26-year-old New Yorker, um, originally from Miami. We spent ten thousand dollars. I've got ourselves into ten thousand dollars worth of debt trying to become, and I quote, Instagram famous. Oh no! And she, Joe, how she got into debt? I uh, did. She like hire out a yacht and ask people to follow her or something. No, it was she just buy really, really expensive clothes and food purely for the purpose of taking photos of it for oh, Instagram to try God. and get Instagram famous. So what plan did she have when she got slightly famous on Instagram? Just dig deeper and deeper and deeper? No, do what... When you're on Instagram, if, do you know how they make money on there? Um, I would presume, like, sponsorships and stuff. Yeah, that's the way. Like, do you know that glass, that totally not specifically yeah. a bottle of water? Stuff like that. And I think it's like a Kylie Jenner famous earns like a million dollars a post. If it so oh, happens right, okay. to include a sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And then there's been a huge crackdown in America specifically from, like, I think, the FCC are in charge of this. Because, uh, because they people weren't disclo- disclosing it as ads, yeah. Yeah, because uh, someone realised along the line, if you say that it's an ad, it gets like 70% less clicks. Mm-hmm. And what the FCC have said now is you have to put hashtag ad. Yeah. Because what people were putting was hashtag SC. Meaning, like, so sponsored content, <laughs> but they were putting it like in the middle of like four hundred other hashtags to try oh, and like, right, you know, yeah. muddy the waters. I and make guess. It, like, do they have a rule that you can't still do that? No, you can't. It has to say ad, and you can get fined for. I think uh, DJ Khalid. Uh, I'm all mean. Fined, can like, you put hashtag ad in the middle of all your other hashtags though? You have to make it clear. Uh, it has to be front and center. Oh, okay, yeah. And people who've tried to do that, I said like DJ Khalid. He was like a alcohol sponsor. He got fined like a hundred thousand dollars for not disclosing that it was an ad. So they have cracked down on people. And for how it. much money did he make off the sponsorship? Presumably a lot, but yeah. it's just that's a cautionary tale, isn't it? Oh, it is. You, yeah. you just you find him, and then when that story's out there, people won't do it as much. Mm-hmm. And that's how a lot of people make the money, and that's what they want to do. And you probably heard stories about people um, like emailing hotels and saying, "Can I have a free stay in return?" Yeah, for yeah. Like staying your hotel. That's what they want. Or See, getting free I understand stuff. that, but. Okay, so this woman's got into $10,000 debt. So say, you know, that I got her a reasonable follower. Say you got her, you know, 100,000 followers on Instagram or whatever. Then is the plan that she gets so much money off sponsorships. But, like, I would imagine doing that for, like, you know, the amount of posts that $10,000 will get you wouldn't get you enough followers for the sponsorships to then pay off. So you then need to, like, go deeper down the rabbit hole until you finally, pay, like, get that sponsorship. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what happened here. It's like a sunk cost fallacy mm-hmm. where she didn't realise, like, she was just kept putting more money in to try and get more of that, you know, that precious, precious social media clout. And there is a, there's good money to be earned doing it, and people do, but you have to get to the point of people we've discussed already, like, the people who are, like, basically travelling the world and their lifestyle is funded Exactly, by yeah. digital sponsorships and stories like that inspire people to also try and do it. But as we've already talked about, a lot of it's just fake. A lot of it's made yeah, up. You have exactly. to be really fucking seedy. You have to basically you have to play. You have to hustle. You have mm-hmm. to do some gangster ass moves. And this lady here, she actually had a fairly decent job. So like she says here, she worked as a publicist. Oh right, okay. So she so she knew yeah. about how to like you know she knew PR. PR was her literal job. And it says and she here, still she would never spend, managed to fake it. 
Yeah, she'd spend hundreds of dollars on clothes for the perfect gram, which is, a, a, you know, what the young people use for gram photos, and would travel everywhere. And you know what makes it really sad? Because I love it when I see stuff like this, because I am an idiot. Yeah. Correct? This is known. That is true. I, 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 where's my Instagram? I can bring it up right Because <laughs> I don't care about this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I have an Instagram, because I like to take pictures of dogs and stuff like that, but... I have no desire to become that kind of person. Like, if I got offered a sponsorship, I'd tell fuck off, unless it's like Monster Energy, in which case, hell yeah, <laughs> get in touch, Monster. But I, like, they've got examples of her photos here. And bear in mind, she's spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. Just hundreds of dollars the, or, or thousands. No, what I mean, hundreds of dollars, but thousands of dollars in total. Yeah, to yeah. To travel and get the photo for these perfect gram photos. So on my Instagram, I have a picture of my ass. Mm-hmm. Like, it was a picture of me, like, going to change the HDMI cable. Oh, yeah, My yeah. friend took a picture of my arse and, and put, and put the peach it. emoji over it. Yeah. And I put that on Instagram with the simple hashtag, photos from the group chat. So that has about 1,200 likes, and I have about 9,000 followers. I'm not bragging here. I'm using, like, there's a purpose. This lady here, let's go on to her Instagram profile, has 36,000 followers. Okay. She follows also 2,000 people as well. So like, she's proper on that life. Yeah, yeah. Here's a, po- here's a photo of her on the US Virgin Islands. So she, um, a holiday she spent about $700 just to fly up. She basically flew over there for a day just to take the photo. Mm-hmm. It has 1,900 likes. So what, that was similar to the amount you had? It's 700 more, but she has four times the amount of followers. Yeah. And yeah. also, mine's a picture of my ass. Yeah, exactly. Hers Not is one of a perfectly framed photo of her where she travelled to Her spending, the like, what, $1,000 to go on a holiday to take a picture and come back. Yeah. It's really strange to me, like, because obviously people see that Instagram post of, oh, I'm doing this for the day. And what people don't seem to realise is that these Instagrammers that have, you know, I mean, other than people like Kylie Jenner and stuff, obviously, but a lot of these millionaires in their own right. Yeah. A lot of these Instagrammers will, you know, have a weekend where they're in a glamorous location and And take take 50 photos photos and spread that out over the year as as well with, you know, a few other holidays. So you don't, you don't ever remember the one location. They, they have like, you know, a dozen photo shoots over the year, say, and then spread yeah, it out. Um, my friend who does cosplay modeling, mm-hmm. she has a huge backlog of photos she can just post if she's on holiday or she wants a day off. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And that's how they do it. And it's just it's just interesting to me because I, that people spend so much money. Like she put herself in debt, even after she got a really good, high-paying job. Yeah. She's spending thousands of like her own dollars, putting herself into debt to travel, to take photos in these exotic locations. And if she just did what I did, which is develop a personality, mm-hmm. she could have got the exact same result for posting any random photo of crap that she saw on the street. That's the thing is, it's really weird because I don't think a lot of people realise that it's not just because somebody is on holiday in good clothes. Like, people don't follow some personalities do, yeah. just because, oh, look, they're eating a nice meal. Like, Of course, there are some channels like that and stuff. There are exceptions, but... But generally, you have to be like the absolute tippy-top of what that field is. Yes, exactly. So if you're posting pictures of food, you better be a fucking fantastic chef. Mm-hmm. And that's usually how people do it. And then we'll end with just like one more story. 
if I can remember it, because it just suddenly flew out of my mind as I said, let's cover <laughs> one more. Let's do and one more really story, got... but I don't know what that is. Oh, God, don't you really... Oh, it's going to piss me off now. Fuck, it was another, it was another like, influencer story. Oh, God. I don't, I don't know what it is. And it's like, oh, damn it now. <laughs> Fuck. Ah, oh, no. Go follow no. Carl on Instagram. No, don't do that. He'll show you a picture of his ass. It's a picture of a peach over my ass. So in the... Let's go for news. Let's see if we can find it. It might be uh, on the news. Because it was like... Really I was going to say, is this like a relevant thing? It's, it's recently... It's like news that hit me. Like, that hit me around the same time as all this other stuff. Which is why it's in my mind. Because I find it so funny. Oh, right. Um, okay, yeah. Man, there's a lot of news. If you just have an influencer... <laughs> There's a headline here: influencer who admit, influencer admitted to faking clouds on her Instagram photos. <laughs> so they photoshopped in clouds. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. I guess. She was she was called out for editing. <laughs> she got found out. Wow. She was putting in the uh, the same clouds into the background of photos, <laughs> which I think is um, super hilarious. But I can't find the story. No, it's, it's, it completely left my head. And that's, gonna be really, that's gonna be really frustrating. But um, I love things like that because it's just it'd be so much easier if you just try. Oh no, I've got it. I remembered it. I remembered it. Oh, okay, it's fine. Right, I remember what it is. He walked through a doorway, forgot what it was. That's what it was. Yeah. Oh man, that's The Sims. That have you ever seen that theory that that's actually God playing The Sims and he clicks the button and tells that's not what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. I th- find that really weird that, like, just crossing through a door will make you more likely to forget what you- is on your mind. There is, like, a study behind that. We can talk about that next time. But here it is. This is on Cosmo.com. So in addition to being, like, purveyors of really bad sex advice, we've <laughs> also covered this. Have you ever heard that the best piece of sex advice Cosmo ever gave is just yank a guy's pubic hair? Oh, what? We'll cover that another day. Okay. We'll cover bad That's another sex story. Tip. That's next podcast after we cover what I did in Japan. You know what? Right, I'm going to so make this... a note of that. Make a note of it because I'll forget and it's a really funny idea. Right, so th- I'm going to read you the headline, Lucas. Okay. Right. An influencer with 2 million followers couldn't sell 36 t-shirts. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> okay. So the story behind this one is... This is uh, an Instagram user called at A-R-I-I. So, Ari, I presume that's done. And she was given, or she managed to get, a uh, clothing deal with some manufacturer to make her clothes. Okay. And the basic deal was sell 36 t-shirts, And that will prove that there is an audience or a market for your clothes, and we will sell your clothing line. She posted on her Instagram of two million followers, and she couldn't sell thirty six fucking t shirts. (laughs) Just think about how empty like her in like she's called like her literal job description is influencer, Mm -hmm. and she could not influence. Let's work out what that is. So two. So it'd be 36 divided by 2 million. Uh, so that is 0.0018%. Yeah, no, I've got 0.0000018%. No, no, because you times it by 100. Okay, no problem there. Sorry, I, I forgot that second step. I was just reading it out as you did. So yeah, so that is, what, less than a 
thousandth of a percent of her total apparent audience. She could not influence less than a fraction of a fraction of a percent of her audience to buy a t-shirt. At which point, can you really call yourself an influencer? I mean, I would would say, if you're going to clash yourself an influencer, at least get to 1%. At least 1% of your crowd should be influenced by you. And we should point out like, that it's very difficult to turn followings into follow like, into follow through for stuff. Yeah. And I think the general rule of thumb is about 10%. I was going to say, but because on... I'm not you know, involved in um, any side of this, but I would imagine an, it, an influencer that only influences even 1% is a bad influencer. No, it's about 10% is the most you can reasonably expect. So, for example... Uh, on YouTube, if you mention something in a YouTube video, yeah, if you get 10% and you tell people, go click this link, if 10% of the people click through to that link, that is seen as being exceptionally good. So 1% would actually be pretty good. Yeah. So for 2 million followers, a 1% follow-through rate on everything you advertise is like, what, 20,000 sales? Mm-hmm. And let's say 20,000 sales of something costing $30. If you make $10 off that, you're making, what, $200,000? Yeah. If you pay the influencer $10,000 to make that post, that's a pretty good deal because you're getting $190,000 in profit from that. Yeah, fair enough. And that's why I find it hilarious. Like Stories like this keep coming out because they've re- like, advertisers are starting to realise that you can buy followers very easily and that a lot of people just follow random people. Like, say, like this. she seems to be a reasonably attractive girl yeah. like, in her mid-20s. Like She's going to have a lot of followers who are just following her for that fact, mm-hmm. not for fashion advice and tips. Yeah. So if there's any advice I can give to people who want to do this, it's like, find a market, zero in on it. Oh, yeah. Most like, if you want to be an attractive girl on Instagram, you do that shit, but you don't sell random T-shirts to everybody. You sell something that you personally use. Cause I think uh, a criticism she got was the clothes she was selling and not clothes that she wears. Yeah, exactly. Cause, but so, if you're wearing like, oh, you know, I'm wearing X brand over and over again, then when pe- you you know put up a link to go buy that brand, people will go, oh, I've seen you wearing this in your stuff. Yeah, it's very bizarre to just be like, oh, hey, you've never seen this in any picture, but go buy my clothing. Like, I've never worn it, but you should. If you've got enough people following you, you could do that. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't really generate well, a million dollars a post. <laughs> Two million fucking because. followers. It's clearly, oh, she's not got a publicist leaning over her shoulder, mm-hmm. whereas someone like that could. And that story to me sums up um, why this industry is a bubble. Mm-hmm. And it's very similar um, to YouTube in a sense. Because how many stories do you hear about YouTubers who um, spend loads of money on like setup and gaming and stuff and have like four people watching their streams? Yeah. Like, there was one the other day. Um, this is the final thing because this is good. Do you remember My Drunk Kitchen? God, no. All right, My Drunk Kitchen. Uh, let's just find out how many followers you got. My Drunk Kitchen. Da, 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 da. My Harto on Instagram. So she actually has a name. I just oh, know okay. it's My Drunk Kitchen. And she has two... Oh, God. It's 2.4 million subscribers. Uh, she posted oh, wow. like a thing. At, so she was doing a thing where it was... One of the earlier YouTube success stories. Because mm-hmm. it was her getting shit-faced in her kitchen. Just cooking. Oh, okay. And uh, she posted a thing like, I'm going to do a live show. Uh, Would people come along to it? And it's something like less than 100 people said they would. Oh, God. And that just shows how fickle the world is. So just to clarify, Carl. uh, Yes. Because you have a bit more of like, you know, a following on Twitter, for example. Okay. Uh, You put up a similar thing. What was your reaction like? 
Oh, yeah, I put the thing saying I'm going to do a live show. Uh, or potentially. potentially, yeah. We can announce it here as well. I'm going to potentially do a live show because I know a friend who works at Sheffield City Hall mm-hmm. and he has said that I can get you a deal. And the deal will be, it's um, basically we'll take 10% of ticket sales. Oh, right. If you can film one of several rooms and the rooms go from 100 people to 400 people to 2,500. Mm-hmm. And I put out the feelers doing something similar of who would respond. And I can check that now, actually. I think it's my pin post. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, oh, yeah, because you can see it, but then you can't see the total numbers of people who responded. Uh, I got 1,000 votes, and it was 63% yes. So 600 630. people. But I would say cut that straight in half. At least, yeah. Because most of the people are clicking yes because they think it's a good idea and not not because they'll actually make it to that and then there's like timetabling and you know stuff like that that gets involved yeah but my friend said if like 400 people is reasonably doable yeah and that's from 400,000 so that's less than a percent of my audience but what that uh, so how many people would that be from your Twitter audience though Uh, about 20,000 people follow me oh okay so you know like that that's a reasonable percent of follow through from you know YouTube voting and then to voting Twitter. yes and saying I'm got and turning up is a different thing. Oh yeah, totally. But considering why, she had 2.4 million, yeah, that's the thing. And it's uh, how fickle audience is, and it's because she's changed the content. Mm-hmm. Whereas mine stayed relatively the same. And I am very aware that the exact same thing could happen to me, and people could just stop following me. Yeah, I get drop off, which is why my friend suggested like putting the feelers out and advertising it, and the deal that I'd get through them, which is if you don't sell this many tickets, we just refund it, and no one turns up. Oh right, okay. And that's the idea. But uh, I'm reasonably confident I could fill. I could get like 400 tickets sold. Yeah. But that's me being incredibly, incredibly, like, you know, um, optimistic. Yeah. From 400,000 people to 400. And I think it, sho- <laughs> it shows how little, like, how uh, passive most people view content online. I will say, though, I that think- is, um, as well... You know, taking into account that a lot of people don't live anywhere near it, and people couldn't get time off work and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's still a very, very small amount. Well, that's like a thousandth, zero point one percent. And the difference is, I'm aware of that. Mm-hmm. So I will play to, I will, like, you know, strategize based on that. I won't look at my thing. Oh, I've got four hundred thousand people following me. I can do an entire world tour, <laughs> which is what I'm assuming some of these people here have done. So I have 2 million followers. I can sell 2 million t-shirts. Like, it don't fucking work that way. Do you know what, Carl? I think 400,000 people is enough for us to try out doing a festival. It might do, yeah. That, <laughs> people have done that. I think that's the kind of thing people will do. Like, So I hope I haven't dissuaded anyone from being successful, but I will say it's the 1% rule of the internet. I mean, I will is... sit here and say, you know, Carl has encouraged me to not get involved in like the YouTube game. Like, he's just gone, oh, okay, you know, it's happened for me, but goddamn, like, it is difficult, and most people don't make it. And I'll try anyway. You've got to just try if you want to, if that's what you, you can, want but to do. But try goddamn, under the assumption that you'll fail. Yeah. Don't try, go in try assuming you're that you're going to get fucking PewDiePie numbers. Or just know that, like I've said, you are expected to get like less than a percent of people will give a shit about anything yeah. you do outside of the content you create, which is why I'm happy to say like 400 people are so That's doable if I fucking put the work in and advertise and use the channel. Exactly, yeah. And that's exactly. You've got to put the work and, in and you've got to you know get a bit lucky with it as well. 
but I will be setting myself up to fail if right. I immediately booked out a two and a half thousand person auditorium and then sold three hundred tickets. Let's just set up our own Carl Smallwood like Comic Con. <laughs> <laughs> so be the fine. much better the much better idea is to it's always better to aim small and then yep. plan for if you do better than that. Don't aim massive because you just you're setting yourself up for embarrassment and or failure and that's not good for anybody. And I think that so. the best piece of advice is to never ever buy a following. It will bite no, you in the ass the hardest way possible. It's because uh, maybe not on the lower end but on the high end brands they know they yeah. have people working for them before and and what they do is a actual job now is to scour people's social media mm-hmm. if for irregular irregularities in their follow account post like count um uh, follow through on stuff that they advertise uh, and stuff right, okay. like that, how many of their follow um, their actual following are active and follow other accounts not to mention scouring it just for let's say uh, stuff that's not very brand friendly <laughs> So if you want to do this for a living, the best way to do it is just be a genuine person yeah. and try your best. And if you only end up being famous to a smaller audience, that's better than being famous to a bigger audience that don't give a shit. Exactly. Is what yeah. I say. It's the, the old Andy Warhol quote of everyone's famous for 15 minutes. Mm. There's a revision of that that I quite like, which is everyone will be famous to 15 people. Oh, okay. And I would argue it's better to have a small, dedicated following, like small being a relative term based on what field you're in and what it is you're doing, mm-hmm. than a huge one. Because yeah, at least yeah. a dedicated following will support you in more of your endeavours than one who are just largely indifferent to your success, life, and person. Mm-hmm. Which isn't really the best advice. The best advice is just aim small. Aim Go for small like, and aim for, as you say, people that give a shit. Don't dream to live in a huge mansion. Dream <laughs> to own like it's the nice apartment with a dog. Yeah, exactly. Dream that you can like live comfortably on you know by doing something you enjoy. Yeah, that's what I you should aim for. Recommend that. Not aim yeah. for PewDiePie levels of money. And my alarm's about to go off, but we unfortunately we won't get the nice Irish lady telling us like your alarm's going off. It'll just be a horrible beeping. So hey Siri. She's ignoring me now. I don't like this. <laughs> I, I hate when people ignore me, especially when I say the name. Right, let's just turn my alarm off because that's going to be really loud and annoying. Where the fuck do you find alarms in your phone? Uh, I don't know. Think... I've never used an iPhone. so Neither have I. Well, I've, I've <laughs> used one for like 20 minutes. Never I set do an have alarm them. on there. The first thing I did though before my flight is I downloaded Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Links. It's like, hell yeah. I'm going to play me some fucking Yu-Gi-Oh! on the plane. I oh mean... no, my alarm's going off. Oh God, Carl. Don't do it. No, no. no cancel it. Off now. It's cancelled now. Done. Right. So, Lucas, would you like to end this podcast and we'll like say our goodbyes? Yeah, sure. And you can wish, wish me a good flight. Yeah, I, uh, well, of course, yeah. I hope you have a good time in Japan. That lovely awesome. like 10-day trip seeing big Gundams and feed, feeding crackers to deers. Go find my Instagram page to see all the photos I'll upload <laughs> from that. Let's see oh. if we can get more likes than all those people who can't sell Follow Carl's eh? link to his merchandise on his Instagram page. I don't put it on there. No, I'm joking. I don't advertise my merch yeah, page. I, know. I advertise it on Twitter for a bit, then I turned it off in favour of that other link saying, who'd want to watch me live on stage? We didn't even <laughs> talk about what I'd do for that. No, yeah. We, uh, we didn't really talk about it, but if you're interested, go to Carl's Twitter and find out. No, because it'll be, it'll be, by the time this goes live, it'll be buried under like three weeks worth of tweets. Well, just keep it as like a pinned tweet, and you can just put all your photos of deers and oh, thumbs up yeah. underneath it. Oh. Do you mean like the live show thing or the Instagram thing? The live show thing? Okay, so pin that tweet and the Gundam tweet? Well, I oh, don't no, know. no, pin, pin one the, tweet, live, the live show tweet 
and then just post pictures of Gundams underneath. I'll, well, that's going to be on my... Twi- Do you know what? Just follow me on Twitter or Instagram if you yeah. give a shit. <laughs> that's the easiest way. Easiest way to that's tell. That's the easiest way. And Lucas, get an Instagram page. You need to do it. You're in, I should you're probably do it. But all I do is like either spend time in your office or spend time at my flat editing shit. I don't have fair, an interest in life right now. Nisha keeps posting like photos of like me and her cats, and she gets annoyed when pictures of me get more likes than the cats. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm annoyed about that. The cats should be getting more. The cats yeah. are adorable. So if I had the dog, like I'd probably have an Instagram account. That is the goal. But I live in a block of flats that doesn't allow animals, so. So that's, that's sucks to be me. That then. It's fucking move, mate. Um, right. So anyway, will I have something. to call it there because I have yeah. to now go. Got to go get a fucking Run, train Carl. to Japan. But I hope everyone enjoyed today. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's one. been fun. Thank you, guys.